Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. That's my prayer pretty much daily. Sometimes I feel like that prayer can be like minute after minute. That I need God to change my heart. Help God to, have God to help me really view others as, as, as He sees them. Help me to, to, to change my life so that I am a reflection of who God is. So uh, as we prepare to hear God's word proclaimed, I invite you to take this moment just to go to God in prayer with me. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you that you have given us your love. We thank you that you have given us this place so that we can grow in our faith. Not so that we can be selfish and just keep it to ourselves, but then so that we can reach out and share that faith with others. So as we spend this time together, Lord, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, as Tim said during our Young Disciples time, we are in week two of our Living the Five series. If you are uh, participating in our, our small group ministry, I, I hope that you're finding it beneficial, that, that you're, you're taking the opportunity to, to go through what they're doing. I, I'm, I'm doing my best to kind of take things just a different slant. That way it's not just regurgitating the same thing over and over, but hopefully helping us to build on what, what, what we have and what we've been studying together. Last week, we started the series by talking about how we cannot live life alone. And, and that's such an important reminder as, as people of faith, because it, even if we go all the way back to the beginning of, of the Bible, the, the story of Genesis, we see that Adam was created, and, and during this this moment of creation, Adam was lonely. You know, God provided animals and everything uh, for him to, to try to build a relationship, but, but there was still something was missing, and that's why God took a rib from Adam and, and created woman so, so that they could be together, so they could have this partnership, so that they could do life together. See, that's why it is important to remember that while we are connected, we have gifts and graces that help each other move forward in our lives so that we can be a reflection of God for others, so we can support each other, love each other, pray for each other. All of those things are so important in making sure that we don't do life alone. The next part is talking about how Growing people change. Growing people change. Now, I, you may have been like me. I, I was always looking forward to the next big adventure in my life. I remember uh, going to elementary school. We had a K through six 
elementary and that our middle school was seventh and eighth grade. Now, I know here in Royce City we have K through four, and then we have fifth and sixth, and then we have middle school, seventh and eighth. And, you know, each step, each step from grade school to middle school to middle school to high school, I was ready just to jump in and just go because I wanted to live that so much. Matter of fact, I remember um, my seventh grade year, we had a seventh grade dance shortly after the start of the school year. And I, I tried to find a picture because I know I have one somewhere. Why I wanted to show this to you, I have no idea. But <laughs> it was a picture of me dancing at the seventh grade dance. Now, I'm not a good dancer. Never have been. But I, I kind of, Martin Short had this character, Ed Grimley. You know, if, if you're old enough, you might realize how he used to dance. I'm not even going to try to do that. I might hurt myself now. But I would dance like Ed Grimley. And not only would I dance like Ed Grimley, I, I, would, I went out and had mom and dad buy me these bright yellow pair of pants. So I was wearing these bright yellow pair of pants. I had this, this turquoise, yeah, I know, keep laughing, Ruth. I had this turquoise muscle shirt. And then I had a yellow Hawaiian shirt that went over that. I was styling. I was the only one styling, but I was styling. See, I was so looking forward because I was making, I didn't realize what kind of mark I was making there in seventh grade, but I was making a mark because I was wanting to show that I was different now, that I was in seventh grade. You know, now that I'm 46 and, and a grandpa, uh, we had uh, Sam with us over the weekend. And, and it's, it's fun to reflect, e- even, even as a dad, to reflect on our kids, but especially with our grandkids, how they have changed over a period of time. You know, I remember uh, Facebook helps out with us a lot with Facebook memories, being able to see pictures of Sam Four years ago, just starting to walk. And then yesterday, as we were out at uh, a fan fest at Rangers Ballpark, he was running the bases and running the bases over 10 times. Where Tracy and our daughter Deborah and I were just like, oh, okay, we gotta stop, we gotta get out of here because we were exhausted. But it's so fun to see him change and to see him grow because that's, that's what life is about. Life is about growing. Life is about changing. Paul puts it this way in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11. He reminds us that when I was a child, I used to speak like a child, reason like a child, and think like a child. But now that I have become of man, I've put an end to childish things. Another way that Paul is saying this, he's saying, now that we are grown up, we don't do those things that we used to do. You know, we don't have our, our mommies and daddies feed us anymore. We don't need people to cut our food up or, or, or change us or anything. We, we, we take care of those things on our own. See, see we are created to grow. We are created to grow in our lives physically, spiritually, emotionally, uh, sociologically. We are created to grow. And and the thing that is important to think about growing is that our spiritual growth 
should help inform those other areas in our lives. If we fail to take what we learn spiritually and how we grow spiritually, we, we shorten who we were created to be. One of the biggest joys as a pastor is uh, teaching confirmation class. And, and tonight we uh, get to start uh, confirmation for this year, and I am so excited. I know we have, I think, six or seven signed up for confirmation this year. But it is so fun to, to, to be in a room with these, these kids, the, these young disciples, and help them explore what God means to them so that they can claim the name of Christ for themselves. I think if I were to give a, a brief summary to our confirmands about what it means to grow in our faith, I would use our scripture for today. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. I invite you to follow along in your Bibles or have the words printed here on the screen. <clears throat> Our scripture says, So live in Christ Jesus the Lord in the same way as you received him. Be rooted and built up in him. Be established in faith and overflow with thanksgiving just as you were taught. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of my favorite theologians is N.T. Wright. He used to be the, the, the Bishop of Canterbury, and he's written uh, uh, extensively uh, throughout uh, the, the, the scriptures and several books. And he has a transcription of this verse where he says it this way. So then, just as you have received King Jesus as Lord, you must continue your journey in him. Just as you have received King Jesus as Lord, you must continue your journey with him. I, I love the term journey. Not because of the band, but I, what, 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 it, what it connotates, what, what journey means. I mean, journey means that you are in one place and you are striving to go to another location. You know, when you are on a journey, you just don't stay put. You keep moving forward. I think one of the dangers of, of modern Christianity is that we have boiled down what it means to be a Christian to a single event, that, that, that moment where you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord. And that's extremely important, but we have to remember that when we make disciples, it's more than just a one-time event. Being a disciple means that you are growing daily in your faith. You, you are taking the opportunity just to find a way to strengthen your faith so that you can be more Christ-like in your life. So how do we do this? Well, our scripture tells us the first thing that we must do is that we must be rooted in Christ. I, I, I love the definition of being rooted. You know, wh when you have roots, they, they, they grow deep down and they take anchor and they take hold. But, but to be rooted in Christ means that, that our innermost beings, who we are, that is the foundation. 
And when we become more Christ-like, we are trying to grow deep into who Christ is so that when we bear fruit, people see Christ in us. In the Gospels, in John chapter uh, 15, Jesus talks about bearing fruit when he says these words. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. Without me, you, can do any, you can't do anything. If you don't remain in me, you will be like a branch that is thrown out and dries up. Those branches are gathered up, they're thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified when you produce much fruit. And in this way, prove that you are my disciples. See, when we are rooted in Christ, then we, we must, we, we, we share great fruit. We share the great things that God has given us. We share how God has, has moved inside of our lives and has changed us so that when people see us, they see God. But that happens once we are dug deep down in our faith and relationship with God. God, it, it helps us to find a way to be established in our faith. Galatians 5, and 23 says that by the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So if we take a look at these words, these are the ways that we can show who we are. And we're we, we able to show these because they are established in us through faith. Now, I'll admit, to live out some of these, some of the, some of the, on this list, it's easy. It's very easy to do that. But honestly, sometimes it's hard. It is really hard now, for me to live out patience. You can ask my staff. Sometimes I am not a very patient person. And I have to, to slap my wrist whenever I realize that I'm getting that way. And I'm, I'm getting kind of edgy and I want to keep pushing forward and forward and forward. But I hope that the fruit of the spirits live out in me so that people can see Christ through my actions. One of the ways that I practice living out the fruit of the spirit is by in the morning whenever I say my morning prayers are as, I, as I'm waking up. I say, dear God, please, today, help me to grow in the fruit that you have given me. Help me to love. Help me to show joy. Help me to have peace, patience. Let me be kind. Let me be good. Let me be faithful. Let my words be gentle and let me have self control. Let me do all of these things so that, that you may be glorified in and through my life. Now, when we talk about these things, we'll see that 
parts of our series, they kind of connect together because one of the ways that we are able to, to live out these fruit is that we get connected with someone else to help us see, you know, Chris, you really didn't do a good job on patience. You really were kind of not very nice to someone. And, and we need to help temper each other so that our lives are a reflection of the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And the final way that our scripture tells us how we can continue to grow is that we must be thankful. We must be thankful. Now, we're familiar with the 23rd Psalm and, and, and the journey that that psalm takes us through. And when we get to the end of that psalm where, where we're at the banquet table, what does it tell us about what God has been able to give us? It says that my cup overflows with your blessing. My cup overflows with your, with, with your blessing. So we must be thankful. We must be thankful for every little things, every little thing that we have. <clears throat> my wife, uh, we, we prayed, uh, continue to pray for uh, her friend of hers, uh, Joy, who has a pretty bad cancer that spread out throughout her entire body. And, and, and Tracy reaches out to her daily with text or, or phone calls. She goes down and, and she visits Joy uh, often. And part of their conversations together, as soon as, when Joy answers the phone, there's some pleasant trees that, that, are, that are, are shared. And then the first thing Joy says is like, how are you? And Tracy says, no, it's not about me. I'm wanting to know how you are. And Joy starts the list off all of these things that she is thankful for. You know, even in the midst of this cancer, even in the midst of the radiation and, and the treatments, the pills, the nausea, the, all the things that come with that, Joy's heart is filled with thanksgiving because she knows that there are people who love her and care for her. When, when I hear that, I go, God, I, I do a horrible job of being thankful. I do a horrible job of, of spending time saying, you know, God, you have given me so much that my life should just be overflowing with thanks for you. A, a practice that Tracy and I have started to do recently is that the very last thing we do before we go to bed is that we share three wins. I got this from uh, somebody named Michael Hyatt who uh, has written several books. And he says, you know, one of the things that he, he does with his wife is that before you, you go to bed and before you say your evening prayers, you share three wins. And it reminds me that when we do this, it allows us an opportunity to right before we close our eyes and we go to bed for that evening, we are giving thanks for three things that God has given us. And I'll admit, there are some days it's hard to come up with three wins. So it might be that I got to drink a can of Coke Zero today. But you know what? That's a win, and I'm so thankful for that. 
And I'm thankful that, that I have someone that I could share those wins with. So, so as we continue through this series and as we continue with this life together as Royce City First United Methodist Church, I invite you to, to be rooted in Christ. Find a place where you can live out the life that God has given you. Be, be entrusted with, be established in faith. Let the fruit of the Spirit fill your lives and give thanks to God for, for this life, for each other, for all that God has given us so that we may live out as God's precious children. Would you please pray with me? <clears throat> Dear God, as we give thanks to you, we know that our lives should be different because you are a part of it. That we are called to continue to grow, to continue to live, to continue to, to, to live out this life as sons and daughters of the King. To have our lives reflect your love for one another, for your love for the world around us, even though sometimes it may be hard to love the world around us. But God, we give you thanks that you have strengthened us and given us a hope through the death and resurrection of your son, Jesus, our Lord. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen.